Welcome to Am I Famous Yet? Memoir of a Working Class Rockstar. This is chapter 25 called Dude, You Are So Fired. I am a board certified disco bass player. I have literally traveled the world backing a whole bunch of different stars who became famous during the 1970s disco boom. I love it. It's great music and a ton of fun to play. One of the famous disco divas, and I've worked with a lot of them, has fired me not once, but twice. The first time I was only a couple of years out of music school, I got recommended to the diva and was asked to be her music director and put together a young new backing band for touring. I assembled a crew of players who I knew from around town. We were pretty green, but we played well and were hungry enough to agree to travel to foreign lands for probably much less money than more experienced players would have done. We did half a dozen shows over a 10-day tour of Brazil that took us from the beaches of Ipanema all the way north to the Amazon basin. The venues ranged from very urban cosmopolitan theaters to some fairly primitive semi-open-air venues up north. It was interesting and fun with great gigs. The next booking with the Diva was a one-nighter in Singapore. This consisted of 24 hours in the air, less than 48 hours on the ground, and another 24 hours right back to New York. Uh, but at least it paid only $450 per person for four days of hard travel. The band was a little warm about it and made it known to me in no uncertain terms. I decided to have a face-to-face -face with the Divas manager slash husband in Singapore because I felt that asking for a raise was a more delicate conversation best had in person. Plus, the only way, uh, the way they ran their operation, access to the Diva and even to the manager was quite limited. It was impossible to get him on the phone. I always had to speak to his lackey nephew who would then relay the message to the manager, then call me back with a response. This situation was less than ideal. Knowing that I could get FaceTime with him in Singapore seemed to be the easiest path to having an actual conversation with him. Fast forward literally halfway around the globe, 13 hours time difference from New York City, day is literally night, not to mention the sheer bewilderment of just emerging from a 24 hour flight. We were doing the sound check in a hotel ballroom where we would be playing the rap party for a golf tournament. Yes, it was every bit as confusing as it sounds. As we were playing a song, I heard behind me from the drum riser a long ring. The drummer had decided to use the wind chimes in the middle of a song in a weird spot. It was odd, but not concerning. Maybe he was just checking his gear as we all were. Then the wind chimes went go off again and again and again. I finally turned around to give the guy a dirty look and tell him to knock it the hell off so we can concentrate on getting the sound level set. But when I turned around, I saw that the manager had climbed up onto the drum riser and was gleefully playing the wind chimes over and over again. I gave him a smile and a laugh as if to say, oh yes, that's very funny. It's great to have you jokingly playing in the band. Any muttered obscenities were done very quietly to myself. You don't want to argue with the boss unless it's absolutely necessary. This wasn't the hill to die on. It did tell me, however, that he was in the building and therefore would be available for a meeting to discuss the money situation. Fine. After we finished soundcheck, I looked around for him, he was, but he was nowhere to be found. I couldn't believe it. I really needed to talk to him. The mood in the band was deteriorating rapidly. I never saw him again, even after the show that night. It wasn't until the next day that I found out, found out where he went. Hotel ballrooms typically have portable two-foot-high stages that they can move in and out quickly for various uh, function floor plans. We were set up on some of these platforms. 
though we didn't realize it at the time, it turned out the manager was completely drunk, which was probably why he was playing the wind chime so vehemently. We didn't see this happen, but we were told that he fell off the stage platform, breaking his foot in the process, and somehow managing to fall face first onto a board with a protruding nail that punctured his cheek. He wasn't available for my salary meeting because he was in the hospital. The diva and the husband weren't with us on the plane back the next day to New York because he had to stay in Singapore a couple of days to get stable enough to travel. The face to punctured face meeting was now out of the question. I was forced to call the nephew on the phone to ask for more money before our next overseas trip, which was scheduled for a few weeks later. I asked for $50 more per person. The nephew took my message, related to the manager, and called me back the next day to let me know that we were all fired. Our tenure with the diva had lasted only about three months. This firing took place on a Wednesday before we were scheduled to leave on that Saturday to go to Germany. Plane tickets were purchased and everything. They ended up getting a band out of London instead whom they had worked with before, but they wanted to hire my horn section for that gig anyway. The tenor sax player called me to ask for my blessing to take the gig, even though he knew we were all fired. He said that the weekend booking was ruined and that we were all suddenly out of work with too little time to find other bookings. He asked me if I wouldn't mind if he just went to Germany anyway to take their money. I respected what he said and didn't want to take food out of his mouth. I told him to take the gig. The next gig after that, the manager called up the rest of the band and offered them all the same low money that they were, had been complaining about. And they all took it. They got another bass player and went out without me after I stood up for them and asked for the raise. I never spoke to or worked with any of them ever again. The only one I stayed friends with was the tenor sax player who had the decency to call me and ask if I would be upset if he took the gig. I've always respected him for that move. The rest, the rest of them can eat my left ball. A mere 15 years after this brief but meteoric episode with the diva, I got a call from a keyboard player and musical director who wanted to hire me to play bass as a sideman in a new band he was putting together for the very same disco diva. I asked him one pertinent question. Is the husband still the manager? Nope, they're divorced, he said. Then I'm in. I didn't tell him about my previous tenure. We were on the way to the first gig with his newest band in, uh, in uh, Virginia Beach when I decided to tell the music director that he probably shouldn't mention my name to the diva because I wasn't sure what her reaction would be. A lot of water had gone under the bridge since my initial employment. She had worked with hundreds of people since then, as had I. I envisioned one of four scenarios playing out when she re-encountered me. Either she would remember me or not, and this would either be a good thing or not. Three out of the four scenarios would still allow me to have the job, so I thought I would play the odds. As we were literally getting ready to go on stage, we were finally introduced to our star, meaning that it was too late for her to fire me, for, at least for that gig. She genuinely seemed not to remember me. I said to her, I played with you once a long time ago. She said, where are you from? New York, I said. She smiled. We shook hands. Nope, no memory of, of me at all. Fantastic. I stayed in the band for two years that time. With regards to our new employment situation, I told the guys in the new band, understand this, we will all eventually be fired. Nah, they said, you're crazy. Trust me, I said, this is my second time around. They started to believe me very quickly because right away heads started to roll. 
the guitar chair in that band was like the exploding drummer chair in This Is Spinal Tap. For about a year, there was a new cat standing in that spot on every single gig. Something was wrong with each one of them. We played an AARP convention in Florida, complete with, the, with scooter and wheelchair parking, uh, the parking section. The guitar player du jour showed up with a 1980s pointy heavy metal Jackson guitar. We knew he was fired before he even played his first note. Horn players or backup singers would also get canned one by one. Eventually, I got re-fired. There was no particular reason given at the time, though much later I found out that they just wanted an African-American face in the bass chair. Fair enough. Basically, it just got to be my turn to go again. Of that 11-piece band, exactly two members made it past the two-year mark. That's got to be a longevity record with the diva. My post-mortem analysis from my original tenure in that band was that the husband's manager was ins- the husband slash manager was insistent about exercising total control over all aspects of the diva's career and, more specifically, the finances. One of his methods for keeping command of the situation was to never let anyone get near the diva to give her career advice, suggest any kind of changes to the status quo, or even befriend her in any way. As soon as anyone seemed to be entering her inner circle in any way, they were immediately fired. This got to be such a way of life for her that it became the solution to any problem, actual or perceived. If a show in Tucson didn't go well, fire the drummer. If a tour was difficult due to weather delays, fire the road manager. If her shoes hurt because they were too tight, fire the backup singer. This was such a prevalent pattern for so many decades that even though the husband was now out of the picture, the old habits continued. At least that's my armchair psychiatrist analysis of the situation. I'm just guessing. The punchline for me is that they've called me back twice to come sub in the band last minute. Neither time was, a, was I available. I only hope that they keep trying me though so that I can get fired a third time. That would really be an achievement.